0: Good morning, good morning, good morning everybody. Welcome to Mondays with Mike and Mary, and I'm Mike.
1: And I'm Mary. Hi everyone.
0: That's how we got the name.
1: Uh, ah, yeah, it's so creative.
0: This is our coaching <laughs> recall. It is. Yes, ask the experts and parade techniques from our most recent batch of R squared coaching calls and what smart people we have to draw from, don't we?
1: Isn't that the truth? I think you get to go first today.
0: And mine are related.
1: They are? I
0: love this. Yes. The first is, you know, you ever hear the phrase, I have it on good authority?
1: Well, not too often, but yeah, I
0: guess. Okay. Well, this I have on good authority. Oh, you have
1: it on good authority. Because my
0: parade of Techniques is from someone who is involved, not just on the local level, and not just on the local and the state level, but also on the national level with our governing bodies.
1: So they know the law. (laughs) Okay.
0: And this is about multiple offers, because some of our people are still in markets where multiple offers are very common. Yes, that's right. And here's what she said, when you have an offer on someone else's listing, and you know that it's multiple, you have the right to ask the source of the other offers. And you have the right to know if the other offer is in-house. And you have the right to know if the other in-house offer has a variable rate commission. That has to be disclosed to you. Now that means some cases, what a company will do with an in-house multiple offer situation is they will lower their commission on the in-house deal And that puts you in a less competitive position. So you have the right to know if that's what you're up against.
1: What does know the sources? What does that mean?
0: Where are they coming from? Are they from other co brokers or are they in-house?
1: Okay, you have the right to know that.
0: Yes. Hmm. So do your due diligence when you're in a multiple offer situation so you don't get caught unawares that you're up against a variable rate in-house deal where they can be more competitive than you, even at full price.
1: Didn't you mention someone had 18 offers? Yeah. On one property? Yeah, that
0: was in Toronto.
1: Okay. Yeah, Toronto's kind of its own uh, country. Well, all <laughs> It's of amazing.
0: The, uh, lots of pockets of Ontario are that way. And, you know, 40% of the Canadian population is in that province. So, Do you have that on good authority, too? I do. Okay. Yes. <laughs> is Demographics. It, is it my turn?
1: <laughs> It's yours. Our, do you
0: have a parade of techniques?
1: Actually, yes, I do. So, my parade of techniques this week is from someone who is forming a team and doing some recruiting, but that's not why I'm mentioning this. They're targeting, she is targeting um, retirement age people who are doing, you know, four transactions or fewer in a year. And providing a way for them to stay in connection with their book of business. And I'm thinking, you know, you wouldn't have to be recruiting to do that. You could be building your book of business by targeting a retirement age agent. You know, maybe someone who's been selling for 30 or 40 years. They've got an established book of business. It may or may not be in a CRM, right? Um, And they're probably powering down, And what happens with most people that are powering down their career? They abandon their their book of business. They don't even think that there's potential income for them, which means there's huge potential income for you. So what if you got out that list of people in your office on the roster you've never met or met with your broker, your manager, and said, which are the people that are over 60 on this list? and targeted some of them, helping them shift their business from where it is now into where you want it to be. So just thought I would share that idea with everyone.
0: Isn't that funny you mentioned four transactions or fewer? Because I have a stats nerd on one of my teams who did research into his multiple listing system. 86% of the agents did four transactions or fewer.
1: Seriously?
0: Yeah. Wow. 86%. Do you have that in good authority? I do. Okay, good. Yeah. Do you have... Actually, excellent
1: authority. (laughs) (laughs) Do you have, like, an Ask the Experts now? Yeah,
0: and guess Ah. what it's about? Multiple offers. All right. Yeah. Oh, a trend. How do I protect my sellers? Their house is under contract, and they need to buy, and they're buying in a multiple offer market. So, what kind of advice can you give me to help these people who are getting outbid every time they turn around.
1: Boy, I really love this question. We've been working on this for a couple of years, and we've had a think tank, really, for Mm -hmm. a couple of years, mastermind kind of power from our events.
0: And what came out in this Ask the Experts is just a little bit of a shift, a a new wrinkle, a rethink of all of this that I just loved. And naturally, some of the tried-and-true methods were were mentioned. Uh, number one, of course, remove the contingency right. and make two payments for a while. What would what would someone have to offer you on your house in order for you to be willing to do that? Our job is to coordinate. One move to another. That's our job. So do your job. Uh, figure out a bridge. Somebody said, my company is coming up with a program, has already instituted it to bridge loan people from one ownership to the next where they have, so they can be competitive with their offers. Cool. Uh, Do some empathy training, walk a mile in their shoes, make your offer stronger. Now that's what we've been working on a lot, you know, and make your case about how solid your offer is, even if it's contingent, which I liked, but you got to adjust to the market. This is your market. If your market is multiple offers, that's what you got to do. Use data to make your decisions about what's competitive and what isn't. And, of course, the good old money cures everything. <laughs> you know, sometimes if you make your deposit non-refundable. Or large. Yeah, or due diligence money, non-refundable and large. But the thing that came out of it most was rethink whether a contingent offer is actually less competitive than an an all cash, even at full price. Because it's the norm. People have to sell, in most markets where the prices are higher, people have to sell what they have to tap that equity in order to buy. It's just the normal way we do business. So if you rethink it, then you can make a case with the, the sellers that you're presenting the offer to That hmm this is solid because this is how we do business now in most markets the buyers agent does not get to be present at the presentation of the offer right in fact in most markets the offers aren't even presented they're kind of digitally transmitted yeah but you have the right to be present and in this case I might even insist on that right. And at the very least, I'd I'd work with the listing agent to make my case. So there you have it. A related Parade of Techniques and Ask the Experts. Love it. What's yours?
1: <clears throat> I'm breaking the rules.
0: You're breaking the rules? Yeah. Oh, you rebel you.
1: I know. <laughs> Instead of an Ask the Experts, I'm going to contribute a second Parade of Techniques.
0: Oh,
1: wow. Yeah. So... This is just too good to wait another week. So we have a student who has noticed that when you provide photos and comparables, comparables with photos and today's photos of that property to the appraiser, that there are no appraisal problems. Mm. In other words, the appraiser is supposed to take photos today of the house he's appraising. So if you do that for him or her, then they don't need to do that. And if you provide comparables and photos, you eliminate all kinds of problems. Well, so here's what started, here's what our students started thinking. What transaction has no agent to help make it smoother, to provide photos to an appraiser, to provide comparables to an appraiser? And that would be? FISBOS. A refi. Oh. So yes. here's what he did. I think this is beautiful. This Our student walked into three different banks last week and explained his services that he provides to sellers and how it works, causing no appraisal problems in the last 12 months, and offered to help with their appraisals, their bank appraisals. So um, he, what he did is he said, you know, if you give me a name and a number, I'll go over, I'll meet with the seller. I'll have this, I'll spend 20 minutes with the seller, That not the seller, sorry, the homeowner, and I'll lay out what to expect when the appraiser comes so that they can get some of the small things fixed, meet some of the codes that are going to have to be called anyway, and that prevents the appraiser from having to come back. And then I'll do the comps and the photos and leave it for them. And so what he did is he ended up, he's got an appointment with a $2 million property with a seller. Now, this guy doesn't plan to sell, but hold on. If you're refinancing, are you doing that to maybe create a bridge loan so that you can free up some cash and maybe buy something else? If you have a $2 million property, do you know anybody else that has $2 million properties that might want to sell? If this agent provides service like this for this guy and for these banks, could this end up creating additional business? So it's a new idea. It's a little experiment. But, um, you know, sitting down face-to-face with people that are in the marketplace, pretty cool idea.
0: Wow. How many loan officers are in your book of business? Right. Make the call.
1: How many local banks are in your neighborhood that no realtor is even calling upon? Yeah. I love it. So, anyway, maybe it will inspire an idea in you as well, our dear listeners.
0: I want to give a shout-out to one of our Get By Giving Award winners.
1: Shout-out? Who? Yeah. To whom?
0: Uh, well, I don't want to mention a name. Oh, okay. But this is a case of somebody who won the award and continues to give.
1: That's That does not narrow it down any, dear.
0: I know. <laughs> but he has such a great heart, you know, and he brought this to the call. A new website called Hometown Heroes, where a 20% referral fee. You that's what you pay in exchange for a lead. Okay. And the leads come from military, police, teachers, first responders. It's a it's an agency that gives that rebates that 20% back to the client, to the policeman or the teacher or the fireman or the first responder. So, you're paying a referral fee of 20% to get the lead. But that 20% is going back to the, the buyer or seller.
1: And do you pay the 20% at closing? At
0: closing, So yeah. not
1: in advance. Ooh.
0: Yeah. Hometown and heroes.
1: There it's called again. All right. Sweet. Thank you. Get by giving award winner.
0: Yeah, Love it. Thank you all. Have a wonderful week.
1: All righty. <laughs>